Welcome to the MILF Bod Podcast. Mindful, intuitive, lifestyle, fitness. An all-encompassing wellness resource for women featuring some of the most successful, influential mothers and experts out there. I'm your host, Cherokee Luker, mother, model, fitness trainer, and wellness enthusiast. Join me as we dive into all things MILF. Hey everyone, welcome back to the show. I hope you all are having a great start to the new month. My guest today is a pure ray of sunshine, incredibly beautiful inside and out, and just radiates this amazing magnetic energy that you are so drawn to. I am talking to the one and only Moni Walsh today. Moni is a mother to her beautiful daughter, Penelope, a wellness and nutrition advocate, and a freshly signed model for Sports and Lifestyle Unlimited. Today's episode is going to inspire you all to go after the things you want in life, prioritize your nutrition, and help you with so many incredible takeaways on how to be the best version of yourself in every way possible. Moni is such a wealth of knowledge when it comes to all things wellness and nutrition related, so I hope this motivates you guys to start this new month on a fresh note. I know it did for me. Enjoy. All right, you guys, calling all creatives of LA or anyone traveling to the LA area in need of an event space, photo studio, content location, video space, production services, or grip services. Issue Studio is a unique photo, video, and event space, and Issue offers full-service production in an exclusive, intimate, and private boutique environment. The space is so beautifully curated, you guys, and I can't tell you how many shoots I've done at Issue that have turned out to be some of my favorite shoots to date. Not to mention a bunch of amazing events I've attended over the years where the studio gets completely transformed into the best atmosphere for the perfect party. Also, you guys, the wallpaper in the makeup room is absolutely iconic and it's perfect for the Instagram feed. So I highly recommend Issue Studio for any brand or any influencer looking to elevate their image. It is seriously the most beautiful studio I've ever shot at. And I've shot at a lot of studios here in LA and it's just so clean. It's centrally located. There's a huge parking lot, which is huge here in LA. So go check it out at issuephotostudio.com to find more details about how you can book this amazing space for your next photo shoot, video production, content creation, party, event, whatever it is that any of you creatives need here in LA, Issue Studio has got you. So go check it out. Hi, Moni. How are you? I'm so good. Honored (laughs) to be here. (laughs) Thank you for being here. Um, I am very honored to have you. Can you just introduce yourself to the audience and tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah. So I'm Moni. I am a mother of a year and a half toddler. It's been a wild ride. Year and a half gang. I know, right? Yeah. (laughs) Finally. The toddler phase is hard, but also a lot easier. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We have a whole little human. Penelope, is she exactly one and a half right now? Or how many months is she exactly? So she's 17 months. 17 months. Okay. Yes. But yeah. don't tell the dance studio. I lied to them and told her, told them that <laughs> she's 18 months so she could get into dance. 
That's amazing. I'm like, she's fine. She's fine. Yeah, the yeah. things we do as moms. <laughs> right? I love that. Like, she needs to get into this class. Get some of that energy out. Oh, my gosh. I love that. Is she loving it? She loves it. And seeing her in a tutu running around, oh. she loves other kids. So it's just like. That melts my heart. I know. And you know how it is. Like, you want to have an activity for them daily. So whether it's like going to the park or, you know, being around other kids, it lights them up, you know. Totally. So it's like always trying to find different activities for them to do. It's like. It's cool getting the the girl mom perspective because it's like I'm so far from that. <laughs> it's like trucks and dirt all day long with Hunter. He's like such a boy's boy. Aww. And Penelope, I'm sure she's like a, a little girly girl. Is Hunter more of like a rough or is he kind no, of like he's very, soft? He's very gentle. Like okay, whenever nice. I take him to the park, he always is like willing to help kids up if they fall down. Oh. He's always very gentle, but he's definitely a boy, a yeah. boy's boy for boy's sure. Boy. Yeah. So you're a mother? Yes. Yeah, so to back, back to myself. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I only want to talk about my daughter. It's hilarious, but <laughs> I'm a health and wellness enthusiast. I got into health and wellness very young when I was in high school. You know, I was an athlete. I played soccer. So I just wanted to kind of like optimize and be the best athlete I could be. That led me on a path to nutrition and how can I feed myself the best as an athlete. I started going to like Gold's Gym when I was in high school. Oh my gosh, iconic. Yeah. And I started doing meal prep. So, you know, my mom would do her shopping, make potatoes out of a box, and I would go to Trader Joe's and, like, do the meal prep for myself. And that led me on a path to going to college, and I studied nutrition um, at UC Santa Cruz. After college, I moved down to Southern California, and I started a little yoga business. I got certified in yoga, and I launched that business. And my clients would be like, oh, my God, you eat so well. Can you – can you meal prep for us? So I started a little side hustle from my yoga business and I started cooking for people. And then I dated a chef actually in my 20s and he had a kind of like a creative events business, kind of experiential marketing. And I was like, oh, I could do that. Like this relationship isn't going to work out, but great business idea. Yeah, you're taking (laughs) So then I started to do that, you know, and I uh, I launched a catering business kind of in the experiential marketing space. And I partnered with athletic apparel brands. So like Aloe Yoga, Nike, and I did catering and I eventually kind of started to curate events. And I had that business for five years and it was so fun. I bet. Yeah. And then I met my husband towards the tail end of that business. Okay. And, uh, How and did you guys meet? We met through mutual friends. Oh, yeah. that's the best. The I best. Like. They're like vetted through your friends. Yes. So you know that they're... Exactly. They're and good. all of my friends had the nicest things to say about him. I was like a little reluctant to go on the date. You know, and they were like, no, he's the nicest guy ever. You know, he had like he all is. the makings of the fuck boy, but then he's like <laughs> so sweet. But it's funny because, yeah, you look at him and he's like the poster child fuck boy. But oh, then yeah. you talk to him and he's just Tattoos, like. Exactly. Yeah. Musician. Yeah. Like in, you know, just you look at him <laughs> and you're like, oh, God, like the cars, the this. But then yep. he's so sweet. He's the nicest, sweetest guy I've ever met. And yeah, so we fell in love head over heels. It all happened very quickly. Yeah. The pandemic hit and 
my business, you know, yeah. kind of went under because there were no more in-person events. events. Yeah. So we looked at each other and we were like, it's time to have a baby. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> so, it was the perfect time to have a baby, honestly, we were and be pregnant. not trying, but at that time we were like, Okay, we, let's not, be more not intentional about it now. Yeah. You know, so. And you guys were married already at this point? No. So we got married during the pandemic after I got pregnant. A lot of pressure from both of our families, like, you know. Yeah, but, you know, it's like every generation has its thing, you know. And That's very like my true. grandparents' generation, it was like, oh, my God, like you get married in your 20s, like you have kids. Then it was like my mom's generation. And our generation, I feel like a lot of my peers and friends, business colleagues, everyone's having a baby and then deciding what they want to do. And yeah, that's the boat that I'm in. Exactly. And I I respect that. Like we can just decide how we want to do it. It's changed so much. Like the societal pressures that are put on us, I think they've shifted. And I think it's just a lot more lenient now. Like like, I'm glad that it's changing. It's hysterical. I remember when I told my grandma, I'm like, I'm pregnant. Like the best news of my life. She's like, oh, but don't you want to wait to get pregnant until you're married? And I'm like, oh, did you miss the part where I just told you I was pregnant? Because, like, (laughs) clearly not. (laughs) So if there's anyone out there listening, like, obviously in that moment, I was, like, a little deflated. But I think it's all serving us in some way, right? So Definitely. You can always learn a lesson from somebody or something. And I love that you took your ex's (laughs) business idea and you were like, well, this relationship isn't going to work, but let me just uh, take some notes on on the, on the business side of things. Exactly. Yeah. That's amazing. I love that. So tell me a little bit about your childhood and like, what are some of the things that maybe your parents taught you that you're trying to instill in Penelope now? So I think from my mom, my number one thing is I never felt a lack of love. She Mm. told me she loved me like 25 times a day, was so affectionate with me with cuddling, kissing. She would tickle my back to wake up. Um, And I just always felt that sense of connectedness with her, you know, like the secure attachment. I co-slept with her until I was five. So... (laughs) That's amazing. I mean, I love co-sleeping. I co-sleep with my daughter. I hope she co-sleeps with me until she's 21 years old. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I know. Same with Hunter. I'm like, please. I mean, honestly, I do it more so for me than for him. It's like I'm more attached than he is. It's serving both of you. I mean, our hormones, like all of it is connected. And I really believe that we're meant to co-sleep. Like, why should my little baby go sleep in a room by themselves. And then like me and my husband get to sleep together. It's like, let's just all sleep together. It's better for all of us, right? Like if a hug changes your body chemistry, Chemistry, how could sleeping together not be good for you? You know, it's like- And I heard too the other day that, think about animals, for example, in the wild, say a bear has a baby and then they just go and sleep in a different area. No, they're sleeping with their mother- it's for instinctual. life. Yes. Yeah. It's good for nervous system regulation. You and him, you know? It's yeah. Like, and then I just posted, too, about that study that came out that says, you know, sleeping next to somebody you love. And, of course, you love your baby more than anybody else in the entire world. It reduces stress. It helps you live longer. And even just, like, the support on the breastfeeding aspect, too. Oh, definitely. You know, like, there's obviously 
something going on with the way that the birthing system is and the push for sleep training and all of these things that is affecting the milk supply of mothers. That's interesting. I never even thought about that. Absolutely. That makes so much sense. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but so back to my mom. My mom and I kind of like grew up together. So my mom had my brother at 15 and she had me at 18. Oh Um, my gosh, amazing. That's cool. Yeah, and so unfortunately things didn't work out with our biological father, me and my brothers. And she met who I refer to as my dad, my father figure. He's actually my stepdad, but he adopted me and my brother when they got married and I was six years old. And so... He's just such an amazing man. So sweet, so kind. I think it's just like such a great example too because, you know, we weren't his biological children, but he 100% to this day still treats us as if we are. You know, he was the disciplinary and I was definitely scared of him. (laughs) But (laughs) at the same time, like on the other side of the coin, he was very soft and sweet. And I think, like, as a pair, my parents did a really good job of just curating a space of connectedness. We ate dinner every night together. That's something so important We went on an after-dinner walk. (sighs) Even before we got a dog, we were going on an after-dinner walk. So we would have dinner together. We would go on a walk. Wow. Which I think was, like, I want to say, like, a mile long. That's amazing. I know. So— Then we got a dog and it kind of made more sense. Like, oh, we're walking our dog. But looking back, I'm like, wow, they really had, you know, certain non-negotiables for curating the connectedness in our family. And I think that that really regulated my nervous system, especially as a teenager, you know, like having that check-in. And it was a consistent thing every single night. Absolutely. Wow. And so for me, like looking back at that, that's what I want to curate in my own family. So with you know, my little family, we make sure that we have one meal a day together. My mm-hmm. husband works a lot and his schedule is not like a nine to five. So right. we kind of just check in with each other and talk about what the day is going to be like. And I make sure like, okay, so we can have breakfast together today or we can have lunch together or dinner. Mm-hmm. But I try to do one meal a day when we're all together. That's beautiful. And no phones, no TV. We're like sitting close. We're talking about the food, laughing. And my oh. daughter loves it. She, I she loves it. That's the same with Josh and Hunter and I. We always make sure that we sit down and have dinner together. And it's literally created some of the best memories in our family. Absolutely. Because we're all just sitting there. We're super present. We're obviously not on our phones. Just being in the moment, soaking up these times with Hunter and just like creating amazing memories. Because I grew up the same way. Like we always made sure that we sat down at the table and had dinner together. And I think that it's a very important non-negotiable. Non-negotiable. And it's such a blessing, you know, like, yeah, I look back on my childhood and those were like such special times. You Your know? parents were like on. It. Oh, yeah. They they knew something before. I feel like that's not a very common thing to grow up with. No. And, you know, we weren't a very like traditional family by any means. But mm-hmm. looking back, I'm very impressed. Number one, like now knowing how hard it is being a parent, but, and then number two, like implementing those strategies, you know, structure. Yeah. The structure. So good job, mom and dad. 
Yeah. <laughs> That's such a good takeaway. And I feel like that explains so much why you're such a good mommy. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So Moni and I met at a mutual friend's wedding. And I had heard so much about you before we had actually met in person. Same. Ferris uh, is like that. She's like, yeah. this is the best person ever. <laughs> I love her. Shout out to Ferris, who is a brand new mommy. Well, not brand new anymore, but... September, baby. So, hi, Sky. Hi, Sky. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, she introduced us. We had a great time at the wedding, got a little too much fun. Oh my God. (laughs) We sat at the same dinner table. And I feel like, too, I heard about you from Rebecca. Okay. And also a lot. I feel like we just have a lot of mutual friends. Totally. Yeah. So, it just was meant to be when we finally got to meet in person. It was so fun. We had so much fun that night. Yeah. That was a good (laughs) night. So, talk to me about wellness because I know that you're such an advocate for it. And I feel like I love following your Instagram because you have so many tangible tips that I've never even heard of. Like, for example, papaya is my favorite fruit. And I was watching your highlights the other day and you had a tip in there about how you're supposed to grind up the papaya seeds and then you can put it in your smoothie. Yeah. And I had no idea that that was even a thing. Yeah. You know, Mother Nature provides. Everything can serve us in some way. So, like, for example, with the papaya, you know, you can even boil the skins Mm -hmm. of the papaya. You can grind the seeds and put that in your smoothie. Papaya itself is so good for your skin, your hair, your nails. Digestion. Oh, my God. So, yeah, for me, like, I am so nutrition-focused. I really believe that food is medicine. I agree. You know, I read The Omnivore Dilemma by Michael Pollan when I was in high school, and that kind of, like, led me on my path. Like, food is medicine. What's the book called again? Um, It's called Omnivore's Dilemma by Michael Pollan. Okay. And he has so many amazing books. So, yeah, reading that book kind of led me on that path. And as I said, I was, you know, meal prepping in high school. I wanted to just be my best self, you know, but more so drivenly, like, for performance. Definitely, because you were an athlete. Yes. And that— I carried that through, like, all the way college to now, especially now that I'm a mom. It's like, right. I want to feed my toddler optimally because I don't want her to, like, be drained or emotional unnecessarily, right? Exactly, so yeah. I cook 90% of the meals for my family. You know, you go out to a restaurant, you don't know what the ingredients are. I know, it's scary. There's seed oils in everything. I know, Restaurants are cooking with seed oils. That's the number one thing that I always think about is the seed oils that they're using. And it's like pay attention to how you feel after you eat out. I am very intuitive with my body, especially now being a mom and after, you know, labor and all of these things that we've been through recently. I feel like I've like tapped in more now than I ever before. And so I feel like hungover after I eat at restaurants. And it's because of the toxicity that you're being exposed to. I know. It's so true. Yeah. And I just think that like cooking at home is so gratifying and nourishing. And it's definitely very hard with the toddler. But, you know, you get it done however you can. I have a meal prep day once a week. Shout out to my mother-in-law, who is also my best friend. Oh, she helps me so much with my daughter. So wow, that's also over. unheard of. Oh my god, it's literally like a gift from God. Wow, I know, 
I know. That I got very like, lucky because I've had in a million. past relationships where I literally could not stand the mom, you know? Yeah. And obviously, it wasn't meant to be. Yeah. So this is clearly so meant to be. Oh, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, she's amazing. She's Greek, and she's just full of life and just loves everyone. And she lives near you guys? Yeah. She oh. lives 20 minutes away, which Perfect. I feel like is like the ultimate parenting hack. I posted a meme like the other day, like the only parenting hack is to live close to the grandparents. <laughs> I know. And I'm failing so miserably at that. My, my family lives all the way in Maine. And then Josh's family lives in Sacramento, which isn't bad, but that's definitely a hack for oh, yeah. sure. And my family is in Northern California as well. So. Yeah. I know. That's nice, though, that you get along with your mother-in-law. That is amazing. Oh, my God. I love her so much. And so Sunday, she comes over, and she also helps me throughout the week and whenever I need her. God bless her. And I actually cook for her and for us. And so I, I'm like, got to keep you healthy. Got to keep us healthy. I mean, it's a win-win for her. Yeah. So I kind of really— love the Weston Price way of eating, which is— I don't is know what that is. Nose-to-tail nose to eating. Tail. Okay. And, like, eating the egg yolk raw, you know, for choline, like, bioavailable nutrients, you know, roasting bone marrow, scooping out the bone marrow, using it as butter for bioavailable nutrients for my daughter, you know, minerals, vitamins, and then, you know, taking those bones, putting them in water with a bunch of herbs, spices, onions— and making a bone broth. Yeah. And then straining those onions and herbs and putting them in a rice because they have broth in them. And, you know, just trying to be sustainable in, like, using everything, everything. Yeah. you know, like the papaya seeds or, mm -hmm. you know, the bones, all of those things to nourish us. Yeah. Cooking and cleaning, it's a task. But it's so rewarding in it's the end, so too. It's so rewarding. You'll feel so good. Your son will see you doing it. Yeah. You know— I let my daughter see me clean the house, do yes. the laundry, cook the food. You know, I don't it's have so a nanny. Important. So she's with me 100% of the time. I decided to go kind of like the attachment parenting route, which I feel like is similar to you, right? Yeah, like, very similar. So yeah, I let her see me. Like I pull out my vacuum and yep. she knows, she grabs her little vacuum and we're vacuuming the house. Same you with know? Hunter and, and I. She pretends like she's folding laundry, you know, when she's really just unfolding all the laundry. I, just I, <laughs> I know, it's so frustrating. Like, but they think that they're helping and it's so cute and you it's can't so say cute. anything. And it's a good example. It is. And I think cooking is just something that is such a skill that every person should have, man and woman. Like, we all need to have that skill. I agree. It's something that I enjoy doing. It's just I don't prioritize it as much as I feel like I should. But I always feel the same way after I cook a meal because it's also so gratifying to see everybody else enjoying the food that you cook. And, you know, you put so much effort and love into this meal. And so, make it fun, you yeah. know? like. A recipe can be intimidating when you're, like, looking at the recipe and trying to, like, cook while looking at the recipe. So, mm -hmm. like, last night I took a bath and I took some books into the bath, cooking books, right? Yeah. And I picked out a couple of things that I'm going to make for Valentine's Day, you know? Oh, and, cute. And so I'm going to read through the recipes. I'm going to make my list. I'm going to be prepared so that when I arrive to the place of actually cooking, it's going to be organized and easy to do, yeah. you know? and it takes time. It takes preparedness. It you know, like already I'm planning my meal prep for next week. You know, I'm going to sit down Sunday morning, write out the lists, come home, do the cooking. And you have to carve out a good amount of time to prepare, cook, 
clean. Right. But then during the week, you're not grabbing for like sugary crap. You know, and and you're eating fat, fiber, protein, greens at every meal. And that's sustaining you. Is that kind of how you meal prep is fat, fiber, and protein for every single meal? Yes. Every meal I try to do, I'd call it the Fab Four, which I heard on my friend Christine Bullock. She had a podcast that I listened to recently. Okay. And um, she called it the Fab Four. And I'm like, oh, that's exactly how I prioritize it. So now I'm going to call it the Fab Four. And the Fab Four is? Fat, fiber, protein, and greens. Okay. I do a lot of arugula for greens or micro greens, which are like next level pack a punch. You can sneak them into so many things. I put literally a cup of microgreens into Penelope's superfood smoothie every morning. They're so good for you. And she has no idea that the greens are in there. Yep. And my husband, I put like a handful on top of all of his food and he's like, wow, you really, you know, went far with the plating today, huh? Because I love to like plate things a certain way. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, make sure to eat all your greens. (laughs) (laughs) That's definitely a non-negotiable for me is I have to have greens every single day. And then I also make sure that Hunter gets his greens as well. You know, I make my green smoothie and he loves it because you can't taste the greens in it. No. And They'll love it because exactly. they if you started start. on that. You exactly. know, they won't know a difference. You know, yeah. it's like introducing it later when they're like five and you're like, here, have some microgreens. They're like, that's disgusting. Yeah. But, you know, if you, you just got to start them early. Young. Yeah. And normalize it. Exactly. So, yeah, I try to do that every meal breakfast, lunch, dinner. So, you know, in the morning, I think it's so important to start with a hearty breakfast just for like hormone balancing. You yeah. Know, uh, so, like, what's women. your ideal breakfast? So I kind of switch off. I have like three go-tos for breakfast. One would be like a cottage cheese bowl. um, Mm. And I love like the everything but the bagel seasoning. I do arugula or microgreens and like whatever veggies I can put in there. I got inspired by this amazing friend of mine, Alex Nikita. She would always post it. And I saw it like when I was pregnant. And that's when I started making them. That sounds really good, actually. I literally go to sleep thinking about it. And I posted it recently on one of my reels if Uh you want to like, you know, break it down. But it's so good. It's kind of like eating a bagel. But, you know, without all, you know, the gluten. That sounds amazing. Another one would be like a yogurt bowl, which I do like flaxseed, hemp seed, chia seed, I put a little maca powder in there, sometimes pomegranate powder, and then I top it off with some berries, maybe bananas. But I try to, like, minimize how much fruit I have in the morning just because I don't want to have that glycemic spike. And I've noticed that when I start the mornings with fruit, I crave more sugar throughout the day. So if you start on a savory note, you'll be more satiated throughout the day. That's a good point. Yeah. That's the other thing about wellness and nutrition. There's so many, not controversial, but there's so much information out there. Like, have you heard about only fruit before noon? Like that that diet. And there's so many different trends. So many. It's so hard. And so it's so hard to know. And that's why it's like all about trial and error and finding what works best for you individually and seeing how you feel the best. So I get a lot of like direct messages um, about things that I post even just supplements. And people are like, what supplements do you take? And I'm like, yeah, it's not a one size fits all. No, it's really not. Probiotics are not a one size fits all. So everything kind of needs to be like tailored to you. And you have to do like the personal research for yourself. Like for me specifically, I'm 
hypoglycemic. So I need to eat like every two hours. And that happened to me after pregnancy. And especially as I'm breastfeeding, I think that it's just so important that I'm getting fuel into my body every two hours. I'm literally feeding another human being from my own body. So, you know, and breastfeeding requires more energy from your body than your brain and heart combined. Let that sink in. Okay. Say that again. (laughs) Breastfeeding Requires requires more energy expenditure from your body than your heart and your brain combined. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Moni with the facts. Oh, Oh my gosh. Insane. But that makes so much sense to Mm -hmm. me. And that's why a lot of people say that, you know, breastfeeding aids in weight loss. Absolutely. It it definitely does. And it also explains, you know, why you're so hungry all the time. So hungry. Because you need to just fuel your body. Ravenous. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I know. So are you still breastfeeding? I am. Wow. Yes. Congratulations. Thank you. And it's still going really well. It's peaks and valleys as with anything in life, right? But I definitely feel strong in my decision to continue. I am very blessed because I'm a stay-at-home mom. And so... You know, I'm with my daughter 24-7. I think that that proximity really aids in being supportive of your breast milk production. You know, it's the skin-to-skin. It's the endorphins. It's the hormonal exchange that you're having with your child that nurtures that breast milk production. So I think that that's really important. I think the fact that I chose to co-sleep with her, definitely, um, you know, all of those things, which our society definitely doesn't support enough. And I think that that is directly related to how women perceive breastfeeding and how successful they are at it. I see women have to go back to work after six or eight weeks. And Mm -hmm. I mean, how could that be supportive of a woman's breastfeeding journey, you know, no, not at all. It's not. And then they're, you know, lugging their pump to work and having to do it at the office and you don't have that skin to skin contact. And it, I'm sure that that's very hard. And I wish that this society supported that more. You know, if you look In at countries country. like Sweden, exactly. it's like, I'll just say there's this amazing documentary out there called The Milky Way. And I would oh. highly recommend every woman to watch it, man or woman, you okay. know, supporting your partner, It's just very factual on how important breastfeeding is. Yeah, it's very interesting how our country just doesn't support that narrative. I feel like, you know, in other countries, maternity leave is a year long, Uh which is how it should be, honestly. Yeah. So, okay, everybody should go check out that documentary. Is it on Netflix? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Netflix, or you probably can find it on YouTube. Okay. Uh, It might be a little bit hard to find, which I feel like is by design. (laughs) Of course. Of course. The algorithms are working against us. I know. Always. But it's it's great. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The third hit list, which I always do for breakfast. Yeah. Eggs. Oh, okay. Yeah. We forgot a little salad. Okay. And like some gluten free bread with butter and salt. You know, I try to get it like full 360, fab four, fat, fiber, protein. And then at every meal, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, I try to think about that. Like, okay, lunch, I'm making a salad. How am I going to get good fats in here? Avocado, Mm -hmm. nuts. How am I going to get the protein in here? Whether it's hemp seed or chicken, the greens, arugula, fiber. Okay, I have some bell peppers in the fridge. I'm going to put bell peppers in there. I'm going to put onions in there. I'm going to put kind of whatever I have. And when I do my grocery shopping, I have that in mind. Yeah. Always. That's such a good way to approach it. 
if you just think of those four things, those are like the pillars of what everybody needs every single day. Yeah. And I, I like to do these things called Lunchables, which I grew I've up on Lunchables, I've seen that on right? your story. Yeah. yeah. So I take that same theory to Lunchables, right? Like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm going to have a little seeded bread. I'm going to have some turkey slices, some cheese slices. Cute. You know, a little bit of greens. Yeah. And I love that. Yeah. It doesn't have to be complex, you know? It doesn't no. have to be hard. You can make it easy. What do you have in your fridge right now that checks, checks all off. those boxes? And so for Penelope, how do you plan her meals? Say you're cooking dinner, for example. Does she kind of just eat whatever you guys are eating? She eats exactly the same way we eat. That's amazing. And I I think she actually is like my muse. I try to plan meals, especially, you know, now that she's a toddler, I just feel like her nutrition is so important. It is. And so I try to plan meals that are very balanced. Mm -hmm. And obviously, I want all of us to enjoy them. But I want to introduce her to new things, and I want her to be nourished. Yeah. So, so yeah, she kind of, like, leads my thought process a lot, oh, you know? She's your little inspiration. I love I that. I know she is. Because it is. It's so important right now in their development for their brain, for their energy. What I'm struggling with right now is getting Hunter to drink water. Oh, yeah. Enough water, as much as I think that he should be having. And so what I've been doing is he loves pretending like we're doing a toast. Oh, yeah. And so I go, okay, cheers. And so every time we cheers, he'll take a drink of his water afterwards. And so like, it's just about finding like little hacks that work for you and your kid and just helping them be the best versions of themselves. I know. I mean, and water is like the hardest liquid for us to learn how to drink. I know. I think back to my childhood and I feel like I didn't really start drinking water regularly until I was like, I don't know, I want to say like 21 years old. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, of course, I would drink a cup of water here and there, but it's crazy to look back on and think about how little hydration I probably had in my system. It's also wild to think that like, we're, oh my God, packing all the snacks, the water, the this. Our parents used to just send us off. Yep. <laughs> it's so different <laughs> Like now. I feel like water has become, I don't want to say a trend, but in the last like 10 years, it has become something that has become popular, like having the Hydro Flask. Yes. You know, you see it in magazines. The favorited celebrity always has their water on the go. It's, yeah. It's become something that has been, you know, publicized as, kind of trendy. Yeah. Um, and Thank back goodness. then it wasn't. That's a, that's a, yeah, for sure. <laughs> My mom used to pick me up from soccer and like take me to McDonald's, you I know? know? And it's like, yeah, I look at that and I'm just like, wow. I know. <laughs> I know. It's people like you, though, that are leading the way and oh, setting such a good example, though, for how we should be treating our children and to each their own. But I think that you are definitely on the higher pedestal of what moms should strive to do for their children. That's the best compliment anyone could ever give me. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, nobody can prepare you. Exactly. Everybody will tell you little, you know, tips and (laughs) how much your life will change. But really, it's like how much your heart breaks open. And you know, something that really changed for me being a mom is number one, I connect with my inner child more. I can parent myself through my relationship with her. 
we all have our own insecurities. We all have the things that we struggle with. And after becoming a mom, I've just become so much more confident and fearless in a way about going after things. I look back, even just early 20s, on how much I was in my head about things and my insecurities, my body, picking myself apart. Mm -hmm. And I look at my daughter and I see myself and I'm just like, oh, my God, like we need to mother ourselves. You know, it's like, how could I have said those things or treated myself that way when I look at my beautiful child and I would never want them to speak to themselves like that, you know? And it's a very healing process. It brings up a lot of things. It does. That's such a good way to articulate it and put it into words because I've never really been able to put my finger on what exactly it is that's helped me feel more confident in my skin since having Hunter. But now that I am a parent and a mother to him, I'm able to almost be a mother to myself in so many better ways than I ever was able to do before. Yeah. I mean, like your inner talk is so much gentler. Gentler, yes. Because you're outwardly practicing that with your child. And like your empathy for yourself just breaks open completely. And another thing I noticed is like my empathy for other people. I see everyone as a child now. In my early 20s, if I had like a conflict with someone, I could so easily just write them off. And, you know, you tell your stories and everybody's feelings valid, right? Mm -hmm. Like their experience, my experience, the real experience is somewhere in between, whatever it may be. But now it's like, you look at someone you might have had a conflict with and you can see them as a child, right? And it's like, you're not so easy to write that person off because you have so much more empathy for them. That person was a small little toddler like our children. And it's like, we all deserve that grace and that nurturing, right? Like we're all humans. We all deserve that. And it's definitely changed me for the better. I agree. It just changes your perspective and outlook on life in such a drastic way. And there's this type of therapy that you can do. And it's basically like you take a picture of your younger self and you put it on your mirror and you, I think my therapist told this to me or I've heard it somewhere. And you just talk to your younger self. And I think that it's so healing. It's helped me a lot. And I highly suggest everybody does that and talk to their younger self. Yeah. And I mean, even if you're not a parent yet or if you don't ever want to be a parent, I think that just the takeaway from this is that we all need to be kind to ourselves. You know, I read a quote somewhere where it was something like, don't say to yourself what you wouldn't say to another person. Yeah, to your best friend, to your child, especially if you have a child. Yeah, just think of yourself as like your best friend. And you are your best friend. I mean, at the end of the day, like, you know, we have our family, we have our partners, we have our children, right? But we have to walk this life truly with with ourselves. Yep, from beginning to end. It's our own journey, right? And so it's like, How do we coach ourselves through that? And also, how do we make that tangible to teach our children? Yes. Like, I can't fix all of your problems. In my heart of hearts, would love to fix every problem Penelope ever faces in her life. But we can't. Yeah. We just have to lead by example. Absolutely. That's really beautiful. Thanks for all of that. (laughs) 
So you just recently signed with SLU, Sports yeah. and Lifestyle Unlimited yes. um, Modeling Agency, which was actually my first agency here when I got to L.A. Wow. Yeah. We were talking a little bit off air about how you are starting this new journey in your 30s. And talk to me a little bit about starting something like this Yeah, so your stage. You know, I've always done a little modeling here and there. But, you know, early 20s, I was just very insecure. I had a lot of negative Mm self-talk. I had a lot of obstacles in my mind about pursuing my dreams. So, you know, I focused on other things. But that was always something that I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. I always wanted to sign with an agency. I always wanted to take the career seriously. And I just always, you know, held myself back. Really. Right. And so finally, you know, after having my daughter and, you know, going through these experiences and becoming more confident in my intuition and in my own body and just in the world, I decided to go for it. And that's amazing. One night I was with my best friend, my mother in law. (laughs) We were sitting, we were sitting at my uh, table and you know, she just like showers me with so many compliments. She's she's wow. just like she's Where just like you are the one? most beautiful girl. Like I'll put together like a a little salad. It'll have like three ingredients and she's like this is the best salad I've ever had. Oh, <laughs> like love you. But she was saying like Moni, go after it. You should model like just showering me. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to shoot my shot. Like, why not? Exactly. I have I have all these great shots. I ran a marathon. Actually, that's how I met Rebecca. We ran a marathon together with Nike Women's. Yeah, I um, wanted to touch base on your work with Nike. Yeah. Because so, you were on a billboard and yeah, everything. Yeah, so that was just such an amazing experience. We trained for a marathon together. We ran the marathon together. I have so many amazing sports shots from that experience. I'm so sure, I felt yeah. like I have a pretty good portfolio to at least submit, right. right? So I submitted. Sitting there at my table with my mother-in-law, I submitted and you know, I didn't hear back for like 2 months and I just kind of gone to the wind and then I got the email like, "Hi, we'd like to meet you in person." I was like, "Whoa." <sighs> and then, you know, we met in person. They loved me. They signed me and you know, that was just such an amazing experience because yeah. it's like one why not? Go after it. The worst that could happen is they say no, right? Exactly. Like, just go for it. I know. What is there to lose? Yes. Nothing. In my younger years, I was just scared of rejection because I was constantly rejecting myself in my mind. Yes, and I, I was relate. scared of judgment because I was constantly judging myself. And it's like, I've arrived in a place where it's like, I love myself. Yeah. I don't like, care. Why not? Let's just shoot our shot. What is that saying? It's like you only lose the shots that you don't take or, exactly. or something. Yeah. yeah. And if you don't ask, the answer is always going to be no. <laughs> exactly. So this is everybody's sign out there to just go after what you want. Just, and just go for it. We only have one life. And this is such an important takeaway for anybody in any stage of life. It really is. That's so, so inspiring. That's I know. So, so I'm in my 30s. I'm 17 months postpartum and I'm <laughs> starting a modeling career. Woo-hoo! I know. And I you know, I'm trying to pour into my Instagram a little bit more. You know, I kind of want to like go in the direction of like mommy, nutrition, influencer yeah. type thing. So, which is such a good route to go because yeah. I feel like I have so much accessible information that I apply to my daily life. And so I'm trying to kind of like 
curate content that pushes that through and that can help other moms. Yeah. You know, easy, simple to follow recipes to nourish your family. Yeah. All of your highlights, I love. Thank you. So I highly suggest everyone go check out her Instagram. Oh, we'll we'll drop the, the handle at the end for <laughs> sure. All right, my MILF fam, as you all know, I'm always looking for ways to aid in becoming the most optimal version of myself mentally, physically, spiritually, and emotionally. And one of the things I do to support myself in doing this is by taking my vitamins every single day. And I know it can be overwhelming sometimes with all of the supplement brands out there, but one brand that I've been a huge fan of for years now is Wealthy. Two products I absolutely love by them is the Her and the Sweat. And they just recently sent me the Vision Gummies, which I am so excited to try and see the results from. Get it? See the results from the Vision Gummies? Which I think is so cool that they are pioneering advocacy for vision health because, you know, we're always looking at our screens every day. And it's something that I think a lot of people just put on the back burner and dismiss. But the HER is a great way for women to get their daily dose of biotin, vitamins A, B, C, D, E, calcium, hyaluronic acid, magnesium, and selenium. Just all of the great things that us women need and are probably lacking and it's all in one. And then the sweat is something I like to take before a workout to just help enhance my burn with the natural caffeine and there's also dandelion root in there to help with my metabolism and digestion. The quality of these supplements are just next level and I'm telling you, you have to go check them out. If you use the code MILFBOD, you get 25% off your first order when you go check out at imwealthy.com. That's code MILFBOD, M-I-L-F-B-O-D at checkout at imwealthy, I-M-W-E-L-L-T-H-Y.com to get 25% off your first order. Enjoy, everybody. So how was your pregnancy? Did it go well? Like I hear that your pregnancies differ according to the sex of your baby. I don't know if that's true or not, Um, but they say that girls are a little bit harder than boys. Well, I mean, I have nothing to compare it to. Exactly. But I will say I'm very blessed. I had a great pregnancy. It wasn't without its challenges. The first trimester was just like I was so tired, so fatigued. I felt so off in my body. I was nauseous and Mm. throwing up. Um, I only wanted to eat sourdough bread with butter and salt, which, I mean, I could live on for the rest of my life. But (laughs) Me too. You know, saltine crackers. There were some days where I literally just wanted to sleep. And I think that it's so important to listen to your body. I agree. You know, one of my, um, my midwife actually said to me, you know, I have an athletic background. I'm an athlete minded person. And so I've always in my mind have said, push through, right? Like when things get hard, push through, like when you feel fatigued, push through. And she said to me, she goes, Hey, now's not the time to push through. Now's the time to rest. Like, Like you have that mindset. This is not the time to push through quite the opposite. Like lay down, take a nap. That's good advice. (laughs) Yeah. 
So that was a little hard for me, right? Because I feel like I'm always wanting to do something, whether it's cooking, exercising, cleaning, this. Yes. Like I, my to-do list is always going, right? I'm the same so way. The first trimester was like tough in that sense. I learned a lot about myself. Your nervous system is ramping up, but your body's basically saying like, You need to slow down. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a lesson. Then I think I woke up one day around like 17 weeks and I just was like, oh, I feel great. (laughs) (laughs) I've heard that happen to some people. Yeah. That's so funny. I felt so good. I didn't work out the entire first trimester. And the second trimester, I started to work out more. I started to walk every day. I started to do strength training with this amazing pre and postnatal trainer, Jen Gleison at The oh. Body LA. She's incredible. Okay. Um, and so I started working out with her and just incredible movements tailored to you specifically. And she has a lot of tangible exercises on her Instagram that you can do from home too. So I feel like that was really great for me, really great for my mind, my body. We always joked, we're like, we're training for the big game, yeah, right? It's like, true. You have to have the stamina for labor, right? So that was the mindset I had. I'm training for labor. I need the physical strength. I need the endurance. That's a good takeaway for any pregnant women out there. Yes. Feel empowered in it. Exactly. You know, train for it and feel empowered for it. It's a huge accomplishment. You know, it's something to train for. It's something that should be an empowering experience. There's so many like people out there who make pregnancy like an illness. It's not an illness. No, absolutely not. It's the exact opposite. (laughs) It's the exact opposite. Yeah. And it is the big game. It's a super transformative experience in many different ways. It's the hardest feat that we'll ever have to endure. Yes. I I think. So I had a home birth. I think we had the same doula, right? Carson. Oh, no, you had Becca, right? But Carson's team. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, so funny. I had uh, Lori Bregman. Carson was out of town that one day that I went into labor. And so I got Lori, which was like a gift. I clearly needed Lori that day. So I feel like I trained for labor and I'm very happy I did because as you know, it requires a lot of stamina, endurance, strength, mentally, physically, emotionally, all the things. Just to kind of like take back to when I met Rebecca, we were running the marathon experience together, right? Mm -hmm. And labor is a marathon. And that's how I put it in my head. I'm like, okay, I've run a marathon, right? So you start the marathon. You have your first contraction. You go into labor. Mm -hmm. You just got to get to the finish line. And that was the mindset I had. I'm like, okay. That's a good analogy. There's a finish line here. And I just need to get there. And that's the mindset I had during the marathon experience. Like, The race started, and in my mind, I told myself, all you need to do is just put one foot in front of the other, keep going, dig deep, don't listen to the doubt in your mind, right? Because every person has two angels, right? There's the doubt, and there's the, the cheerleader. Exactly. And it's like, which one are you going to listen to? How can you drown out the sound of the doubter? And I think that that's something you learn throughout your whole life, right? Like, I'm going to listen to the cheerleader. I am not going to listen to the doubter. I can do this, right? The cheerleader's saying, you can do this. You got this. And the doubter's like, you're in so much pain. You feel like you're going to lose it, right? But listen to the cheerleader. You can make it. You can do it. And I feel like probably running the marathon was such a good 
way to prepare you. It was a good foundation for sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. And that's such a great analogy to use to think about labor in that way. Yeah. And if you're not going to run a marathon, which, you know, to each their own, <laughs> exercise is a great way to prepare for labor. It's challenging. It requires patience. It requires an inner battle that you go through within yourself, whether it be when you're at home or work or wherever, and you're like, I don't really want to go work out. But you listen to the cheerleader. You know that it's going to make you better. You push yourself to go do it. It's a challenge. And I think that you can practice that even if you're not pregnant, if you're not going to have a baby. It's just something that can— can apply to anybody's life, right? I but agree. it was definitely a good foundation for my labor experience. Yeah. How was your labor? It was amazing. You know, labor's labor. It's definitely challenging. I had a 37 hour labor experience, but that was from first cramp all the way until Penelope okay. made her right. debut Earth side. <laughs> um, but but yeah, it started to get really intense nearing like the 21 hour mark. And I just loved my home birth experience. Like I was in my own space with my own snacks and my own blankets. And, you know, I was outside and walking around. And it's such an amazing I laid in every room and laid under my trees. And, you know, and I ended up having her at the 37th hour after like five hours of pushing. She was OP, so sunny side up, which is a very difficult experience. I ended up having to stand up and push her out. And that moment just and your midwife. broke my heart open. Oh my god. Yeah. Gosh. And I had a team of two midwives, Beth Cannon and Julie Anderson. And then they had two student midwives with them. Okay. And then I had my doula, which I originally was supposed to be with Carson Meyer. And then I had Lori, which Lori was just amazing. It was just so meant to be. Good. You know, and it was just incredible. My husband was there and He really showed up for me that day. You know, he had never heard of a home birth prior to us getting pregnant. And once we found out I was pregnant, I was like, oh, I'm going to have her at home. And he was like, what? Like, what? (laughs) You know, it's so funny. I was like, I told him, I was like, don't worry, babe. It's not like the movies. I'm not going to be screaming in pain. It's going to be like way different than that. And I was like, definitely screaming in pain. I know. Oh, but man. yeah, it was it was such a blessing and incredible. I can't wait to do it again. I love that. I know. I'm honestly a little bit scared. Rightfully so. Yeah. At first, you don't know what to expect, and you're kind of like almost interested to know how it's going to feel. And now that I that I know, I'm like, okay, just got to prepare myself a little bit more mentally this time. But I definitely will always be taking the home birth route because oh, yeah. you're just so much more comfortable. You're in your own home. It's our God-given right. Yeah. You know? And you're just, you feel just so much more at ease, at least personally, you know? Well, the thing is, is like we're meant to tap in to our divine femininity and intuition in that moment, right? When you're doing a home birth and you're supported by other women, I really truly believe that's the way we're supposed to birth, like in tribes and supported yes. by other women and I've had friends who have done the hospital birth, and I respect anyone's decision to however they want to birth. But, you know, I've had friends say, oh, my God, the nurses come in, the doctors come in here and there. I'm sure it's very distracting when really you're supposed to drop into your body and feel, you know. Beth would say, go towards the pain. 
go meet your baby, right? Mm, like, go towards it. Don't clench away from it. Yeah. Go towards it. That's where she is. I love that. I think I was resisting it a little bit throughout my labor. And then finally, once you do realize, okay, you have to go towards it because yes. that's the only way. Yeah. Are you planning soon to, what are you guys thinking? So I know funny. that this so, is like a very common question. Oh, once you so have common. one, everyone's like, so when are you going to have the next one? When <laughs> I was pregnant with Penelope, people would ask me that. Oh, like, oh are you going to have an, I'm like, let me just I, have this one first. I know. And I was like, right away, <laughs> right away. I want to have two under two. I want to have them right back to back. I want to get it, you know, the kids close together. And I uh-huh. want to like transition out of the baby phase, yeah. you know, all together. Now that I actually have my daughter, I see how much attention it requires. And now I'm like, okay, I can wait. Like, I don't want to rob Penelope of my attention. And I also don't want to rob our next child of that attention that I gave to Penelope, you know? So I feel like I want to wait until maybe she's in some kind of like school program where then I can have, you know, like devote the time and the love that I did with Penelope to our next child. But again, one of my best friends had two under two, and that was like a great entry and foundation for me. I know. She's made it look so easy, too. Wow. It's like, yeah. Hi, Michelle. Hi. (laughs) Um, Some people say that having two is easier than one. It blows my mind. I'm like, really? Because, like, it requires so much attention and energy. Yeah. So I'm kind of taking the same route as you and approach to it is just waiting until Hunter maybe gets into some kind of preschool or something. So that way I can give more of my energy to the new one. Yeah. And it's like, just do what feels right. Yeah. For me, it's like the first year after you have your child, it's like very challenging for your mind, your body, your soul as a mother, right? Mm -hmm. Like you've just went through one of the most transformative experiences, so many changes. You have this new amazing love, right? Mm -hmm. And then it's like also with your partner, there's a lot of things that come up in that experience too. So it's like the whole family is birthed at that time. And so everyone's trying to like find their footing, find their new identity, Find the connectedness that maybe you guys once had just you two, Mm -hmm. but now it's you three, right? And so, you know, I feel like my husband and I are just kind of coming out of that, you know, where we're, we got our groove down, you know, but like. It takes some time though. You have to be patient to figure out the dynamic. Yeah. Year one, there's a lot that happens. And so I think that, you know, waiting until it feels right for number two feels good for us. So that's the route we're taking. Listen to your intuition, baby. Whatever feels good for you. Yeah. You know, if if you choose to have two under two, go for it. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, I commend you. Yeah. <laughs> Hats off to you. Yeah. <laughs> so Godspeed. Now, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we're going to move into the acronym MILF. What do you do to stay mindful? So for me to stay mindful, I really just try to drop into my body and be present you know, we have our to-do lists. We have so many different things that come at us, like notification overload, so many opinions and just so many things around us at all times, right? So I just really try to like drop into my body, be present, drop into the present moment, whether it be like I'm playing with my daughter, like I just study her face, or if I'm having a conversation with my husband, I like 
really just try to drop in and be like, I'm so grateful for this man. Like, yeah, you know, or beautiful. I'm in the bath and I'm just like, I'm so blessed. Like, I'm healthy. I lived another day. I got to have another day with my daughter, my husband. Living in gratitude. Yeah, living in gratitude and like nourishing myself, taking care and loving myself on every level, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like making sure you're drinking enough water, food. Food for me is like the most important thing. I just think that it's It's your fuel. Yes. So Michael Pollan, you are what you eat. (laughs) (laughs) Next, how do you listen to your intuition? So I have really tapped into my intuition late 20s. Now that I'm a mom too, like I think the more that I've worked on myself, I've been able to learn who I am. And I think that inner voice, listen to that inner voice, empower that inner voice and to trust that inner voice. And I think that when I was a lot younger, I just, you have so much outside influence about what you should be, how you should look. Mm -hmm. And as you get older, you just love yourself more. I mean, truly, I think that every year I just get better and I love myself more and it just keeps getting better and better and better and I feel the same way I would not trade places with my 21 year old self no way oh my gosh you know I mean imagine how much more we would have enjoyed those experiences if we were who we are now in our mindset now yes like I know but you know it's all a part of our path it's a part of our journey everyone needs to go through it I think that that's a gift because now as mothers, we get to shepherd our children through life Mm -hmm. and we have those experiences to draw from. And so now I just feel like my intuition gets stronger and I empower my intuition more. I listen to myself, you know, like gut feelings are serving you, you know, and energy doesn't lie. I really try to pay attention to like how I feel around specific people, places, food, all the things, and listen. And trust. Tap in and trust that. Follow that. Just like Beth said, meet your baby. Follow the pain. Follow it. Follow your gut instincts. That is taking you somewhere. That is God whispering to you. Yes. Oh, good. That's so good. (laughs) Preach, sister. (laughs) Okay. Next, what are some of your lifestyle non-negotiables? Just Things that you do on a day-to-day basis to make you feel like the best version of yourself? So non-negotiables, I would say back to the food. Mm -hmm. It's like cooking 90% of our meals. Our health begins with what we eat, truly. So non-negotiables is just really like making sure that my nutrition and my family's nutrition is on point. Another thing is like getting outside every day and grounding You know, whether it be walking on the beach, walking to the coffee shop, getting outside, getting sun, getting fresh air, seeing other people, smiling at a stranger, that exchange of like love and presence, you know, especially like the first year of motherhood can be very isolating, right? Like you're in the thick of it and you're just like, and I... I loved when I would put Penelope in the stroller and I would go outside and you just see other people, yes. right? And you're, it's an energy exchange, right? And yep. so it's like, maybe this person's not going to smile back at me, but I'm going to smile at this person. I'm going to make eye contact with this person because that is a gift. And if you get it in return, great, but you just gave that out. 
to that person. And it's like, you're putting that out in the universe, right? So I think that like a definite non-negotiable for me is just getting outside, getting outside, getting around people, getting sunlight in your eyes, resetting your circadian rhythm, you know? It's crazy how much of a difference I always feel if, you know, say that I haven't gotten outside for the day. And as soon as I step foot outside, it's just like this wave of relief and just nervous system regulation. Yes. And God, there's so many people who work nine to five jobs and they're inside all day. And then we wonder why like depression and all of these things are so high. It's like kids are in school eight hours a day. It's like we need to be outside. I agree. We are meant to be outside. I agree. Doing things, playing, active, like, you know, around other humans, mm-hmm. you know. Interacting with other people. Like you said, energy exchange is so big. So important. And, and the golden rule, it's just like treat others how you want to be treated. Energy out, energy in. Yeah. What you are going to put out, you're going to get back. You may not get it back from everyone and that's okay, mm-hmm. but you're going to get it back. There's other light beings out there. Don't dim your light because maybe someone else's light has dimmed. Shine your light on that person. We all need to help each other. Put your hand out, you know, like touch another person. Yeah. It costs you nothing. Exactly. Pay it forward. I know. You know, and then another non-negotiable, which my husband and I go to bat about, like what is the TV. If I could have no TVs in my house, I would. Like I don't watch TV. You know, someone's like, oh, did you watch this? I'm like, I haven't watched TV in years. Like, I do not watch TV. I don't like it on in my house. You know, my husband loves football. He loves, like, you know, like the current pop culture show, whatever it is. And when I'm home and when I'm with my daughter, there is no TV on. We do music. But I just don't, I don't like the infiltration of the TV. It's like, I don't want to live in this person's alternate reality in this storyline. Like, I want to focus on my storyline here. It sounds like you're very good at being present and in the moment. Yes, but that's by design, right? Like, turn off the TV. What kind of music do you guys listen to? We listen to so many different things. (gasps) So many. I really like high vibrational music, Mm -hmm. you know, music that's going to put you in a good mood, instrumental music. You know, I'm not big on like the pop culture music. I think a lot of like lyrics that are in pop culture are just like subliminal messaging. I'm just like, what is going on? But so I really like instrumental, like a lot of the music I listen to doesn't even have words. Like, I love Erling, E-H-R-L-I-N-G. Okay. Incredible. I'll send you a couple songs. Okay. Immediate mood boost. You oh, feel like you're, like, I need. in, like, Ibiza, you know, like, oh. on a beach somewhere. It's just amazing. My daughter loves it, too. Yeah, I bet. Uh, her favorite song is this Ona Ona song. It's just so good. And then we listen to a lot of piano. My husband's a musician. He plays piano. So we listen to a lot of piano. But just high vibes, you know? Like, I want to feel good. Yeah. And music has the power to do that. And you know what? If if it's not music, I like silence. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> My husband will walk into the house so and rare. he's like, it's so quiet in here. And I'm like, yeah. It's peaceful. <laughs> it's so peaceful. Yeah. I can hear my intuition. I can hear my inner thoughts. I can hear my daughter over there playing with her dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. Like, me, me, me. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best. One thing that I heard, I think it was Gabby Reese said, one thing that you should pay attention to when your child is a toddler is the sound of their footsteps as they're running down the hallway. The 
because, you know, that sound eventually fades um, because they don't do that their whole entire lives. But it's like ever since she told me to do that, it's really helped me to be present and just drop into the moment. And every time I hear Hunter running in from the other room, that's just like I cherish that sound so much. And it's like perspective is so important. It is. Like what perspective are you going to have today? That's a non-negotiable for me. It's like I want to be in the present moment enjoying today. We don't know how many days we have. We really don't. And especially when you have your child, like I pray to God that I spend all of my days with my family. Yeah. Right. Like, but we don't know. We don't know. And so it's like every day just having gratitude for another day with your family. It's just so important. It is. You just ooze positivity and I love it so (laughs) much. Thank you. It's such a good quality to have to just be super positive. I feel like you're the type of person who just wakes up and you're just like, have a smile on your face. (laughs) Well, I can assure you I'm not. (laughs) I have my days. Yeah. As does anyone. And it takes work. It does. It takes work. And when I am having those days when I wake up, like I think it was on Sunday, I just woke up and I felt emotional. I felt like energetically emotional and drained. Mm-hmm. And a practice that I have when I feel like that is I say to myself, I am not my emotions. I am oh my feeling gosh. this That's way. That's really powerful. I'm feeling this way. I'm not going to put a reason for feeling this way. Like, sure, could I maybe be irritable and say, this is why I'm feeling this way or this is why I'm feeling this way. But no, I just feel that way in my body. And it could be for so many reasons. Maybe I went out to dinner last night and I had a bunch of seed oils. Maybe I'm going through some kind of hormonal shift. Like I'm a woman, actually male and female, we all have a cyclical hormonal balance that happens throughout every day, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like not putting any meaning behind how I was feeling and just knowing that something energetically in my body is happening and I'm not going to give it too much attention. It's like, hey, I see you. I feel you. You're there. But don't give it power. I'm not going to give it power. Mm -hmm. I'm going to love you. Here, come along for the day. Like, you're Mm -hmm. here. You can come with me. But I'm really just going to go through the motions and not give it too much, right? So I'm going to go grocery shopping. I'm going to cook for my family. I'm going to enjoy my family. And tomorrow's a new day. Today wasn't a good day. Tomorrow's going to be better. Oh, that's such a good reminder that you are not your emotions. No. And I I wish I had that knowledge when I was in my early 20s. Oh, my God. Because I went into so many situations where I was insecure and then I would over drink and then embarrass myself. And like, it's all about nervous system regulation at the end of the day. Like, our central nervous system creates our life experience. So it's like, how can we really tap in to regulating that part of ourselves, right? And our children will be better if we are regulated on that level. Yes. They'll learn how to regulate their nervous systems if we model that to them, right? So it's like, mommy wasn't having a good day, but you don't need to feel this because mommy's just going to like coach herself through it. And maybe on that day, I canceled all social interactions or I canceled certain things because maybe I needed to be gentler with myself at that time. And this all comes back to listening to your intuition. Exactly. And just knowing when, you know, maybe you do wake up and you're not feeling 100%, take that day for yourself. Because another thing too is like, People can feel your energy. Again, back to the energy thing, especially our children. 
it's so important to just try and nurture yourself and take care of you and your energy. That's the most important because then you can be the best for other people. Truly. And I think as you get older too, like you surround yourself with people who are gentle with you as well. Like Mm -hmm. being a mom or, you know, just any person, it's like, if you need to cancel on me last minute because you're not in a good place, cancel on me. I I want you to take care of yourself. Yes. Like just because we have a reservation and I'm dressed and ready to go, if you're not feeling good, tell me, babe. I like, here's a recipe for a chamomile tea. Like this is what you should take, right? Like, (laughs) like let's, and I'm here if you want to talk on the phone. Yeah. Right. That's such a good way to approach it. And you just have so much more compassion for other people once you start to understand yourself because then you're like, oh, well, I can put myself in somebody else's shoes. And I understand like, okay, if they're saying that they're feeling drained right now, then by all means, take time for yourself because then it's going to affect the interaction between whatever energy exchange you say that you had. Yeah. And it's like, we need to live in love. I love you. You love me. I want you to be your best self. I know that you want that for me. We wouldn't be in this relationship, in this friendship, if we didn't have that, right? That's the end goal. It is. Yeah. That's what everybody should try and strive for is just living in love. Live in love. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So um, to round things out, what is your fitness routine for the F in MILF? So I love Pilates, love, love, love. But I mean, honestly, my fitness routine started out obviously playing soccer, Mm -hmm. loved soccer so much. When I got into college, I started doing a lot of yoga, loved that. It took me into my inner work, the yoga. I feel like Um, it's very different from, I'm sure, what you were experiencing with soccer. Absolutely different. Mm -hmm. And it was hard at first because it's like I went from explosive athlete to now doing very calm, Inner difficult yeah. poses, you know, vinyasas. Mm-hmm. Then from there, I went into Muay Thai kickboxing. Loved that. Amazing. Reignited my flame with the explosivity, right? Yeah. And then I did a lot of like high intensity interval training, mm-hmm. weightlifting, got into Pilates probably like four years ago through Hot Pilates, Shannon Nodge yeah. studio. Love her. L- loved that. During the pandemic, found Alana, loved Alana, like just so much, amazing. Worked out with her a lot. And then after having Penelope in my postpartum journey, I took a year off because I felt like it was so important for my hormonal balance, right? Like that bounce back culture is so in our face all the time. It's very toxic and it's very unhealthy. Mm -hmm. Like we just went through the most insane hormonal shift of our lives even more so than when we went through puberty. Like our hormones changed astronomically throughout the pregnancy. And then once you give postpartum, birth, the it's, postpartum, it's so intense, so fast. I heard this crazy statistic that it's like 10 times more intense than when you're going through puberty. Yes. In the length of time too. Yeah. It's such a fast change. I know. So you took a year off. I took a year off where I just walked. I did a lot of walking and a lot of resting. And I think that that really helped get to where I am today with having balanced hormones. Because so many women have like thyroid issues or things happen after pregnancy Mm -hmm. because you're just doing too much. You're just doing too much. Like there's a book called The First 40 Days, how you should nourish yourself with food and rest and love and touch 
And I think that that was very important. I just eased into the postpartum journey. You know, I didn't put pressure on myself. I did a lot of walking, which was great for my mind, also my body, very gentle, slow weight loss, if that's the goal. And then once I felt good around like a year postpartum, I started to do Pilates again, reformer Pilates, mat Pilates. Amazing. Um, Yeah. And it feels good. It feels good on my body. I love that. Yeah. But I also love going to club Pilates too. Yeah. Yeah. I know it's nice to be in that class environment. Sometimes you need to just get out of your element sometimes and just be surrounded by other people. It helps motivate me personally. At yeah. Least. I love it so much. And I'm actually going to get certified this year, which I'm Amazing. super excited about. Yeah. Congratulations. I know. And I'm currently doing like a little master's program for nutrition. Okay. Uh, specializing in fertility, prenatal, postnatal, and infant toddler nutrition. Wow. Yeah. So my goal is to like work with women who are either coming off birth control, thinking about pregnancy, currently pregnant, postpartum, or, you know, need some specific tailor-made programs for their infant toddlers in kind of like a clinical, like mindful setting Mm -hmm. um, where, you know, you can come and I can Taylor makes specific programs for you. You can do some gentle Pilates, things like that. So that's like my goal in mind, you know, five-year plan. Your five-year plan, um, yeah. But right now I'm just, you know, easing into it, doing the studying, the research, getting certified and that is long-term. That is so exciting. Yeah. Well, I'll have to have you back on the podcast once you yes, finally launch it. I would it. love to. I love hearing about people's five-year plans. I oh, find yeah. it so interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I just started doing that and I love it. I know. Yeah. Me too. The vision boarding. My friend Seema is like all about manifestation Mm -hmm. and she's taught me so much and I just implement certain things that she's recommended and they've really helped. Uh, I feel like we could just talk for hours because there's so many (laughs) amazing wellness things that I just want to take away from you. Okay. So one question that I ask my guest at the end of each episode is if you could go back in time and give yourself one piece of advice, what would you say to little Moni? So if I could give myself one piece of advice, it would just be to be gentle with yourself, you know, to mother yourself, to be gentle with yourself, to have positive, gentle, loving self-talk, to tap in and to know that like you are your own best friend the relationship you have with yourself is the most important relationship that you will ever have in your life. And it'll set the foundation for every other relationship that you have for your life. Oh, I wish I knew that. You can't show up as your best self if you aren't in a good place with yourself. And I think that that's what I would tell myself. And that's what I will be telling my daughter. Listen to yourself. Love yourself curate that voice. That's the only voice that matters. Yes. Oh, and on that note, that's where we'll wrap things up because that is such a great note to end on. Thank you so much for having me, babe. It's been an honor. Of course. Can you tell everyone where they can find you and connect with you? Yeah. So I, I have an Instagram. I'm kind of just building it up and I have a plan for posting recipes and workouts and all the things health and wellness. So it's at Moni 
underscore underscore Walsh, W-A-L-S-H. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate you. You are such a special soul. And Penelope is so lucky to have you as her mommy. Thank you. That's the best compliment ever. Of course. Well, (laughs) we need to get them together to play. I know. They've (laughs) they've only met that one time Uh um, at the Cotton Citizen gathering thing. And they were so cute. It was love at first sight. (laughs) Penelope. Wasn't she singing? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. She has a lot of experience with, like, instruments in the background. Yeah. So, you know, they had the live instrumentals going. Right. I'm sure she loved that. (laughs) She is so beyond cute. Like, I just, I cannot handle. She's the best. I love her. love her so much. Yeah. Well, we'll have to get them together for another play date for sure. Absolutely. All right, my level. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you all for listening to the show. I hope you gained some insight on how to practice becoming more mindful, learn the importance of listening to your intuition, gain some lifestyle takeaways and fitness tips. You can find me on Instagram at Cherokee Luker and the podcast at MILFBODPOD. So make sure you follow me to access exclusive content to help you become a better you, a better mother, and a better human. Talk to you guys next week about all things MILF.